Welcome everyone. Welcome to our Saturday Freedom International live stream. Have you ever wondered about the word common law, legal law? These words have, I have been hearing these words since last year. And so finally, I kept searching the answer. And in my experience in my life, when I need answers, especially related to awakening, the answer comes to me. So, and then of course, in my understanding, common law is like, related or equal to common sense and it's god's law and the other law the legal law is like lack of sense or nonsense or corporate made law so today we are so blessed to have christopher james of awarriorcalls.com and awarriorcalls.com in his journey as a as a professional recording and studio engineer he has brought those skills, so he started to stop, look, and listen intently on what's going on. And he has had this journey, especially affecting his life, his whole career, his family, and we're talking about wealth. And But because of this, it brought him to fully dive into research of what's been happening and led him to say that one truth will save the world. So my question is, what is that one truth? And welcome, Christopher James, awarriorcalls.com. Thank you so much, Grace. It's a pleasure to be here with Roy Hartman and Steve today, uh, meeting you for the first time. It's uh, We have to give thanks to God, our creator, for this wonderful technology when it's allowing us to bring wonderful people together from around the world to have, which is very important right now. We're having a conversation here today it should have happened a long time ago. It should have happened with your parents when you first came into this world, and it should have happened with them when they first came into this world. And we're going to hear some very powerful truths here today, not opinions of what's going on. And that one truth is simply knowing who you are. And once you understand this, you're going to understand the difference between legal and lawful. And it's very simple. It's very simple. This is what the power structure out there now does not want you to understand who you are or the power that you hold. And that's why, because we don't know who we are, we don't understand the court systems. This is why all this trespassing that's occurring against us right now with the COVID lockdowns, with all this theater that's being rolled out, all these draconian measures, it's because the people don't know the law within their hearts, minds, and soul. And hopefully today we're going to start to change that. Thank you. And how about you start with what brought you to this dive in search and what brought you to really continue that passion? And it became your, right now, it's like your dedication and full responsibility to inform, educate, and advocate. Yes, uh, I went to school. I uh, was in college at 17, graduated at 19 with a degree in recording engineering. I worked professionally in the music industry, which was my passion. I ate, slept, and bred music 24-7. I'm a writer, producer, creator. From conception to completion, I was very, um, very powerful at what I was doing. So I created an initiative that was to launch in 2001 before YouTube and Facebook was around. It was a $1.5 billion initiative launching in 10 countries. And Microsoft and Cisco, they partnered with me immediately because they recognized the enormous potential of what I had saw. The long and the short of it was is that my industry got destroyed in 1995 once the internet started coming online with Napster and people were able to start downloading free music everywhere and it was destroying all the artists' work. It was destroying our industry. So I saw the future as here in Canada, you may not know, you may you probably know this man. His name's Wayne Gretzky, one of the greatest hockey players in the world. 
Well, Wayne Gretzky always says, he says he doesn't go chasing the puck. He goes to where he knows the puck is going to be. That's why he was always successful. So I use that analogy that what I was doing with my entertainment company, I was going where I saw the, the puck was going to eventually wind up. And that was this infrastructure that we see today. This incredible infrastructure where we can stream live, do all these incredible broadcasts. We're basically a one-stop shop. And, you know, I just run a little, you know, show that I do three times a week here. And I'm able to act like a, a literally a national broadcaster here, being able to get my message out around the world as we're doing here today. So what happened was, is that in uh, 2003, I came in, in direct contact with, if you can imagine, I've never been married. My life's passion was always in this because I knew I could never have a relationship or children. What I was looking to do, it would consume all my time. And I was hoping that a little bit later on in my life, I could have a family and do that. So what happened was in 2003, my entire work got destroyed. My life's work because I came face to face, metaphorically, you could say, with the Federal Reserve, the monetary system, which I didn't know much about. And if you're going to launch a $1.5 billion initiative in 10 countries, you sure as heck better understand the monetary system. And again, I went, I was a recording engineer. I'm an artist, drummer, producer, you know, piano player. So I didn't know that much. I knew the basics on finance. So I started to look into it. And once I came across that, that was the first shoe to drop. And then shortly after that, when my life's work, basically, I'm fast tracking it. I knew it was never going to come to fruition, which it basically stopped in 2004. It was devastating to me. And I wanted to find out what happened. Because I'd spent my life preparing to bring something forward to this world in the same vehicle that was going to be an incredible gift to this world. It was going to totally change the music and entertainment industry. It was going to put the power back in the hands of the artists. And it was going to provide an incredible vehicle for the world to connect seamlessly around the world where we could share technologies, where we could have this conversation like we're having today so that we could really change and make our world a better place. So when that stopped for me, that destroyed me. I was numb for about a year. The part that really destroyed me is that my mother and father and sister, they put everything on the line with them as well to get this financially off the ground. And we don't come from money. And they lost everything, right? We it, was very, it was very difficult. It, it just destroyed me. So I wanted to find out what went on. Why did this happen? Because I knew everything I was doing was right. And there's still nothing like it today in this world, which I created back in 2001. So again, I got into commercial lending shortly after that to make some money. I got involved with police, seeing a lot of fraud going on. Then my father brought to me a pension case. Uh, wound up being, I did a, I started doing enormous amounts of research in depth to finding out what was going on. In 2010, I still believed in the legal system, barely. So I hired, retained one of the top lawyers in Canada. And it wound up being a $240 million class action lawsuit. All these pensioners that I represented. And when I presented this case to the top attorney, his name was Jeff Adair. He says, Chris, he says, you must have missed something here. This guy's been doing this for 40 years, right? He's on the top 500 in all of North America. And I've, I've got him brought to me through a retired fire chief who he had done great work for. Well, what happened, the long and short of it is, is that this man wound up being corrupt. He wound up throwing me under the bus. My father ended up being murdered to shut me up because this was going to be taking down multiple government agencies. So when that happened, I made a promise to my father on his deathbed that I would hold these people accountable. And uh, that's why I'm before you here today. It's very important you understand something that, you know, we see a lot of people that are talking on these various talks around the world or whatever. You have to look at the, the man or the woman and you really have to drill down on who they are and what their motives are for what they're doing. Because there is so much disinformation that's out there today. And the man that's before you here today, I can't speak, I, I, these other people I've met here today, they seem all wonderful, but so you know who I am. That's the journey that I came on and I'm actually through this journey to hold these people accountable that did this horrific thing to my father and my family and destroying us. It was through that journey that I came across this enormous truth. I understood that there's a horrific trespass that occurs against us all when we're born. And once you understand that you're not a legal person and that legal doesn't apply to a man or woman, that's when the rubber really hits the road. There's no opinions here that I'm bringing forward here today. Everything that I speak to is fact. 
So here I stand today. I've got uh, three common law courts that have been established for the first time in the history of Canada. They're attacking them right now. The bar, uh, they recently, two weeks, three weeks ago, they threw one of my, two of our court cases out, these lawyers, and we've got the police involved in it now. And I've got thousands of people now writing to these chiefs of police saying, restore the Sukleski court back into our public courthouse because it doesn't fall under the rules of civil procedure, which is, if I'm going to cut right to the chase for everybody here quickly, that's the big thing we can talk about here today, the rules of civil procedure. That's what they use in Canada here against we, the people in the United States and England from accessing our public courthouses you know, blocking us from bringing our claims forward under common law. So it's, it's really, that's the roundabout of the story that's been here. Why I'm here is to, to change this world, to save this world. And this is my full-time job 24-7. So I'm truly blessed and humbled to be here with all of you here today. And I, I just can't thank you enough for wanting to listen and hear some of the knowledge I can share with you. I'm sorry about what happened to you and your family. And I bet there are many people, many men and women around the world who have experienced similar, if not equally devastating, but just didn't have that time maybe to go deep dive. Now, in your in, in one of the images that I saw that you created, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's about that hierarchy of creation. Would you explain that, please? Because that might also lead more uh, better understanding of what you just said. Sure. What we're faced with, if I can just say this first, is that first and foremost, the enemy in our world right now, the enemy for all of us, it doesn't matter what country we live in, is ignorance. Okay. Our fellow man and woman, not that they're ignorant, not, well, they are ignorant as I was, not that they're lazy, not that they're stupid, not that they don't care. They've never been given this foundational truth. So into this hierarchy of law of creation, it's very simple. We came into this world from a triangle, you know, from a hierarchy down. Our creator created us, right? And when we're born into this world, we are all born equal as a man or a woman. We have no paperwork that's attached to us, but immediately when we're born in that hospital, paperwork is being correct created. In Canada here, this is what occurs. It's a trespass. This is the actual hospital record that I have here. It's two parts, and you can find this on my website, awarriorcalls.com. Please go there because there's four foundational knowledge videos that will walk everybody simply through this quickly so that you understand the same trespass that occurred against I when I was born has occurred against all of you. And what happens is they create a record. Okay, this is actually a template. And inside this, this is the hospital record. Well, what they do, they take an extract from here, the information, and then they go and create another document, which is called the birth certificate. Okay, this is the birth certificate. Now, if I hold this up really close, I don't know, let's see if, can you guys read what it says right at the bottom there? It says Canadian, Canadian banknote. Can you see that right at the bottom there? So you have to understand, he who creates owns. That's what it says in my hierarchy of creation on, on the website. So who created this? It wasn't me. It wasn't any of you guys because we were only moments old lying in a bed. It was people that were working on behalf of a service corporation. And that's a big word everyone needs to understand. Service corporation, that's what governments are. Okay, they're not organic. They're all a corporation that's been registered. No different than McDonald's or Tim Hortons. They're just providing services to the people in a government side capacity. So when you understand that separation, that they're no different than McDonald's or Tim Hortons, that if you don't have a contract with them, then nothing that they put pen to paper, no codes, rules, statutes, acts, bylaws, that these legislators all write because they're all employees of the service corporation, apply to any man or woman. But who does it apply to? Well, it applies to this fiction. Okay, because the government, your local government's created this unbeknownst to you. And just so you know the proof of the evidence of it, they've uh, tried to hide it. When I first got my, I've got my actual original one here. 
my birth certificate. When you flip it over on the back, there's nothing on the back. Now, I this is the, the blown up version I showed you earlier with the Canadian banknote written on the bottom. What is supposed to be on the back of this? Well, through my research, I learned about that they put a number on the back of it. So I went and reapplied for it several years later, and this is what came to me, okay? It came to me here, the same birth certificate, and on the back and the bottom here, you're going to see at the very bottom here, okay, you see this number, that number there? Okay, that's that's a CUSIP number, C-U-S-I-P. Again, it's all simply shown on my website, and that basically stands, it's, it's a process that was created by the central bankers, and get ready for this. It's required for any, you ready, company or corporation that is bought or sold on the stock exchange, full stop, okay? This is what everyone needs to understand. This documentation that you've received a few weeks after your mother and father received that you've been using all this time, go and look at a driver's license. This is like McDonald's saying, hey, we've got all these wonderful services for you and you're just gonna act as this legal person through it and this is all the benefits and privileges we're gonna give you. We're gonna lock you down. We're gonna tax you to death. We're gonna pull you over on the side of the road for traveling freely when you've caused no wrong or harm to man or woman because you don't have a seatbelt on or you're talking on your phone or, or if you're parked uh, in a funny way or whatever. See, they're able to impose everything on this entity because it's no different than a franchise for McDonald's or Burger King. They're all bound. He who creates owns. So when we get back to that hierarchy, it goes, God created man and woman. And then man and woman went and created what? Government. Government was created solely to do what? In every country, to protect the property of man. Full stop. Then what did government go and create, right? These parasites, these service corporations that we think are our organic company or our governments, but they're not. They were created by the central banks, the Pope and the monarch. That's how far this stuff goes back. We were all born into the system of slavery. So these entities that we created, this government, they went and created legal persons. They went and created all this other nonsense. So when you understand where you stand in the hierarchy, you stand above government, right? And yet we're all seeing our fellow man and woman being dragged into these courts and they're being thrown in jail. They're being fined. These enormous fines, they're being terrorized because they're breaching all these bylaws, codes, rules, and statutes. Well, that's no different than McDonald's has gone and created codes, rules, and statutes, and you're being brought into their courthouse, right, that they're running. And they're saying that basically the documentation here, that's you. That's you. We created that. So that's you. And you're going to be surety for that. You're going to accept all the, all the responsibilities and duties of that which we created, right? Well, it doesn't apply that way in law because unless you've consented or there was a meeting of the minds and you're fully shown what was going on, then those words on a piece of paper don't apply to you. And where the big picture goes from this point, everyone, is that in Canada, here in North America, when you buy a house, when you've bought a car, when you've bought property, right? What identification did you use? You used the government's ID, did you not, to purchase that home, to get that mortgage? When you've done that, you've gone and done something very foolishly. This is how, you know, it's absolutely brilliant what they've done, These the evil of these people, because what they've done is they've managed to steal the wealth from everybody. This is why no one technically owns anything. It's because when you've gone and bought something and you've, you've used this identification, they've put that name on title, right? So it's, this, it's like Burger King can now come along or McDonald's say, oh, you've put me on title of your property. I own it right? I can tax it. That's why your bank accounts are all, you always see the all capital name. You might think that's you, but it's not. And that's why the governments can come into your bank accounts and they can shut your accounts down, take your money because it's not your account, right? And I have the proof of that on my website. I'll just kind of wrap it up here surrounding it is that uh, there's a farmer family I reached out in 2019, the Maneri family. And I had them go to the bank. I have, I show people on my website how to create your correct ID, 
all right, that you own that's notarized and recognized in the legal world and the lawful world. It makes it very difficult for them. Like I say, when the judges see that you're bringing in that statement of birth, then they realize you're putting on the record that who they're, who's appearing in front of them today. You're making a special appearance, okay? I'm not this fiction that's appearing that was created, you know, this legal person. I'm the man, the flesh and the blood, and you're actually my public servant. So what happens is, is that, you know, with a Mary family, I sent them to the bank. They had their ID and they recognized they've been working with this uh, bank manager for over 30 years. And they had three other banks as well. But I said, let's go to this one and show everybody. They went there with their ID. They brought it to the woman that they've known for years. They said, can you please change the record on our account? Because our bank account shows our name in all capital letters. And then they presented them with the correct ID, showing the hospital record, showing the notary. It's a three-part uh, letter that I have here on the back of mine. This is when you can see it. On the back of the front part, this is the this is laminated. I did this myself. So when you have the hospital record, you take it to a, a notary, and then he writes up a letter. He's comparing. This is a photostat copy of the original. So he's basically writing that the photostat copy that was given to him with the the original document are true. But notice one thing: when he writes your name, he writes your name in upper and lower case in it. Right? That represents a man or a woman. Right? Capitus dementio. When you look that up on my website, it means that through the capitalization. All right. Whenever you see something has been capitalized and references it to you're being capitalized over, right? When your name is capitalized, it diminishes your capacity in law. You are no longer a man or a woman. You are a fiction. You're a thing. So now go look at every single court case, everyone that's out there today. And you're going to see, I don't care about what goes in the body of it. Pay attention to the names of the parties at the top that are involved. You're always going to see the names are in all capital letters. And that's what's going on. This is the massive constructive fraud that's occurring in our public courthouses because they're bringing you in, the government agency, right? That's bringing you in because you broke some code rules or statute and they're applying it to this, which they created, which they control and own. And as soon as you separate yourself from that and you bring in the correct ID saying, nope, I'm not that legal person, you know, that's when the court, they don't like that. So like I said, from the hierarchy, we created government and the government went and created, uh, went and created you know, judges, uh, police, they created legal persons, the system that was supposed to operate within their services that they're providing to us. So, you know, for example, a driver's license, I'll leave it at this. Oh, I didn't finish on the Maneri case. Sorry, I go around a lot. On the farmer case, when I went to the bank, they presented the documentation. She says, no problem, Brent and Kathy. She says, I mean, you should change it right now. She starts typing, typing a little bit more. She goes, well, that's odd. Remember, the, the bank managers, people don't know this stuff. Even It's the people at the top that know it. She's going, that's odd. She says, the system isn't allowing me to change your name from upper to lower case. It's only allowing me to put it in all caps letter. So she said, this is odd. She says, I'll tell you what. She says, I'm going to send your documentation off to head office and we'll get this corrected for you. They said, great. Two weeks later, they get a letter from the bank, a nasty letter that they're closing their account in 30 days. Get your money out of the account because we don't want to do business with people like you right? Here's a family farm that's been dealing with that bank for over 30 years. They never bounced one check. They never had any problems with taxation, nothing. They've been squeaky clean their entire life. And they just go to the bank to correct the record and the bank acts like this against them. There's your huge tell because this is the fraud that's occurring against everybody. Think about the magnitude of this. That's why this is so huge. When you understand the trespass that's occurred when you're born and a legal person was created, know the difference between legal and lawful. What does legal apply to? that which is incorporated. And when something is registered, you're going to see on your birth certificate, there's two dates. There's a date when you're not born, pardon me, when you're born, not birthed. But there's also another date called a registration date. Well, what's being registered? Oh, that's that company. That's that legal person that they created when you were born. That's what's being registered on that date. And that's what they put in your system. And when the word, I'll just, I'll say this lastly and quickly, is that, um, 
the word law is a very powerful word. People do, have never been taught the truth of it, including lawyers, okay? Everyone's been lied to. You have to understand this. It's not like the lawyers have been taught this stuff. No, they've been intentionally indoctrinated. This truth has been hidden from them as well. The word law is powerful. It stands for land, air, and water. Those are the three jurisdictions in law. Remember, we're, it's a common law country, not a common legal country. And the reason it's called common is because it's common to your fellow man. When people say, well, geez, Chris, what's the common law? This is such a deep subject. You know, I don't have years to learn the common law. It's very simple. If a man or a woman trespasses against you, and that's the three powerful words that I tr tr uh, teach people. Trespass, property, which is a huge one. And then the last word is who? You master those three words because trespass covers everything. If someone breaches a contract, if they damage your car, if they try to administrate your property without right, whatever they do to you, terrorize you, you only use that word trespass, and then you can identify what the trespass was. What does property cover? Property covers everything. It covers your rights, your hopes, your dreams, anything that's exclusive to you. It's not just physical items. And the big one there is, who is a man or a woman that can administrate property without right? No man or woman can do that anywhere in this world. And that especially applies to these people wearing the black robes in a courthouse. And that word property is deadly to them, especially if you've had your children taken from you. Because when you go into court, you never refer to your children as children. They're your property. And you require them, if they've been taken from you from CPS, Carl Lentz up in uh, the United States came up into Canada here, and he brought it, he put in two sentences into a court case where the man and the woman had had four of their children taken from them for, for uh, probably about five or six months prior. They were looking at losing them permanently from ages two to seven, horrifically, all because they'd come into his house. He was growing some cannabis or whatever. I know it might not be legal in your world, but in Canada here, it's become legal but we'll get into that another time but anyways he wasn't storing the cannabis properly or he wasn't supposed to be growing it and he wasn't storing his guns properly so they took his four children from him and his wife right there was no abuse that was in the family so this is what i learned the power of a few words when truth is present very few words are required so they simply put in two sentences into the court and the first one was i claim trespass and then you put in the square brackets after it well what was the trespass theft right of and it did cause wrong or harm and then the second line is all written in 20 font i require the immediate restoration of property and then you put in the square brackets after that see exhibits one through four you flip the page over this is it was two sentences in the claim all right you flip the page over and there's four pictures of their property no names no nothing and when she went into court first they put the paperwork in uh, a week before when they went into court and the judge actually brought him into their chambers and he was all nice who'd been you know destroying them for a year prior where they're getting up to this position. And he brought them in and offered them lemonade, offered them cookies and all this stuff. And he, he says, listen, I see this paperwork that you just put in. This is what Carl Lentz out of the United States helped them with because he had his children taken from him when, when they were small from uh, Down syndrome. And he went through the courts for 10 years until he got them back and he found and he came to this truth. So he helped me understand the power of using a few words. And when they put those two words into the court, the judge immediately tried to attack the word property in his chambers. He had them change the, the paperwork they put in before the court was in two days. So they changed it all around. I thought, Jesus, this judge is really trying to work with us. He's, he's caring about us and our children. Yeah, because he said, do you really want to use the word property? It's kind of harsh. You know, we're all trying to do the best thing for your children. See, they play you, right? Ignorance is the thing. So they changed it back to children. As soon as they got home, it was a three-hour round trip. Carl ripped their heads off when he found out what they did. He says, you get your mm -mm 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 back there and you change that back to property. So they went back again the next day. They changed it back to property and they left it. So then they were in court two days later. Long and the short of it is the husband got up. He'd been doing the Freeman stuff, putting tons of paperwork in the court, got nowhere. Remember, 
Carl had them do two sentences into the court. And the reason Carl did this, he was getting a lot of flack from people. He does a live television uh, radio show for years. And people were saying, this is all BS. It's all a lie that you're telling us. He says, really? He says, the next couple that calls me up that had their children taken from them from CPS, he says, I'm going to get them back. Right. And he, and so Jesse and Jonathan call them 10 days before they're supposed to be in court. And they're looking at being locked up themselves for almost two years each. They were never going to see their children again. That's how the system was set up. As soon as they put those two sentences, now it's the court date. The, the wife, she gets up on the stand. Carl worked her for 10 days before exactly what to do. She simply stood up and she pointed to the woman after she's put under oath or affirmation. She pointed to the woman. You never deal in fictions, a lawyer, accused, defendant. She says, that woman there, and she pointed her, she was sitting in the courtroom, who was the head of CPS, Child Protection Services. She says, that woman there took my property, and then she pointed to the man that was wearing the robe, the same guy that had been trying to you know, change her, her documentation in his private chambers. She points to him and she says, I require of you the immediate restoration of my property. And he tried to go, oh, oh well, don't you want to work? And Carl prepared. He says, you hit him again with it. I require. The word require means demand. Okay. He says, I require the immediate restoration of my property. Bam. That gavel came down and he said to the crown attorney, he says, you need to restore this woman's property immediately. And the other side freaked out. Why? There was 20 affidavits into that courtroom from doctors, psychiatrists, you know, all these people that believe that these, their property should be taken from them. And in those two sentences, they not only got their children back, the sheriff came up to them the next day and he said, I don't know what you put into the courthouse, but he says, I've never given back. Are you ready for this? Every single bullet that I took from somebody. See, because it's not a bullet. It's not his ammunition. It's what? It's his property. And that's the biggest word you all need to take away from this here today. So I've talked a lot here. I want to get other people to talk in on this, but there's, there's, that's the crux of it. You simply need to know who you are, understand this trespass that's occurred, and understand that legal only applies to that which is incorporated. See? The capitalization of your name. That's an incorporated act that's been a, it's a trespass against you. So anytime you see your name in all capital letters, that's not you. Okay, that's a corporation that was created and they're trying to trick you and, and have you work through that fiction that they've created. So remember, lawful only applies to a man or a woman or people. The word person is a trick word. You never look at Job, for those of you that read the Bible, Job 32, 21. And it specifically, actually, there's about 20 references about persons in the Bible, but that's the biggest one. And it says, let no man place any persons upon you or accept any flattering titles. And that's meaning this man's a judge. This man's an attorney. Remember, you can't serve two masters. We only have one master in this world. We either have our creator God, or you're going to have these people that are wearing the black robes as your masters that represent the central banks. And for those of you that don't know, the word bench in Latin means bank. Okay, that's what the that's what these judges sit on. They sit on the bench. They're representing the bank, the very system that was set up when we were born. So on that, I'll turn it back over to you guys. Sorry about that. Fantastic. I thank you so much. And we know we have so much to discuss and you could teach us a lot. So I'll pass it on to is it Roy? Yeah. 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 So um I kinda I'm very familiar with um the courts i've had over 100 court cases i was doing business and everything kind of went against me so that's my fight i've witnessed hundreds of court cases in ireland and i had an affidavit and they couldn't respond to it because i had um basically the banks with 20 different signatures even from two banks the exact same signature but with different names so they could never prove it but i still lost my properties and I didn't even get confirmation of uh, the liquidator, how it was sold and everything. 
And if I reopened the case, I could have lost another half a million. So I had to just back off and I tried to go to the EU and I was told, no, you have to fight this. And it was true that I've seen the amount of corruption, people like in Ireland, the amount of homelessness, and it's all around the world. It's all orchestrated. And like, I'm just, that's my fight. I'm like, I mean, your story, you know, with your father, that, that, that is like, you know, I can see your fuel for that and I can understand it. Like there's so many different angles and what you've just said is brilliant to hear because there's a lot of people talking about the common law thing and they're, unfortunately there's a lot of them not giving good advice and they're telling people say this to the police officer and they're getting battered into the head because they're saying something thinking what they're saying is right is there a book is there something that people can go and instead of following the wrong person and saying the wrong thing and putting themselves into more danger is there like obviously they can go to your website and check out your stuff and i've been doing that and i'm impressed with what you're doing but like because each country you're kind of uh, mainly focused on canada for people around the world is there a book or is there something that you would say what we should be trying to do well that's the problem is that you see the common law is the unwritten law the reason the word common is there is is because it's it's common knowledge to your fellow man and woman ready this is the common law everyone okay we don't trespass there's that word We don't trespass against another man or woman. We don't cause anyone wrong or harm. And we do not administrate property without right. And what's the third underpinning line of that is that there must be a contract. So this applies to any interaction, whether you're interacting with a police officer, a judge, uh, your fellow man, a a street cleaner, it doesn't matter. Any action that any interaction you're having with somebody, unless they are coming forward and they've got a verified claim against you that you've caused wrong or harm, or that they have a contract with you where you've relinquished your rights. For example, if you're dealing with a police officer and he's, he's approaching you, the first thing you hit him with is say, hey, Bob, find out his name, say, Bob, have you got a verified claim that I've caused wrong or harm, trespassed against a man or woman? Present it. And he's going to say, uh, well, no, you've bre- breached this code. No, no, no. Stop for a second. First clarify, do you have a verified claim I've trespassed against another man or woman? He's going to say, well, no. Great. Now I require of you. Remember, require means demand. Produce the obligation. That means contract upon which you rely that I have with you as personally as a man in front of me here, the man before me, or the service corporation you work for. Because if I don't have a contract with the service corporation you work for, and you don't have a verified claim that I've trespassed causing wrong or harm to a man or woman, then you have no business talking to me. You are actually trespassing against me right now. That's how simple it is. The common law is that if Bob or Susie trespasses against you, you simply move a simple claim into a public courthouse in front of a jury of your peers if you can't settle it on the private side first. We always try and settle and forgive on the private side first. And when we can't do that, then the rubber hits the road when you move your simple claim. Bob or Susie here, they trespassed me on this day. This is what they did. This is the trespass. This is the wrong and harm or wrong or harm that they caused. Harm is physical. Wrong is obviously it's a breach of contract or they damaged your property, etc. So once you put those two sentences into the court, then you simply say to them, I require the immediate restoration of property, making you whole again. And you present that in front of a jury of your peers. And they're going to see first and foremost that if a policeman's coming after you and he's trying to apply these codes, rules, or statutes, or it's a crown attorney on behalf of these service corporations that are trying to drag, drag you into their statute world, their, their, their rule of codes, bylaws, and that, it's all going to fall apart. Because that man that's moving the court, does he have a verified claim against you? No. Well, who is he representing? There's another key word we should talk about here. When you hear the words, a lawyer represents you, uh, 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 that's the wrong word. He, you got to divide it, how it's supposed to be correctly pronounced. He represents you. What is a lawyer representing you as? Well, <laughs> he's representing you as this. 
right? He's representing you as that which was created from the very service corporation he works for, right? He's bringing him to court saying, hey, this is this, this is you, buddy. This is the legal world. No, I wasn't operating in the legal realm and you better produce the obligation contract, which you rely upon that these codes, rules, or statutes apply to me. And it's that simple. Contract makes the law between a man or a woman. And the only other inter interaction that you can have with someone in a court is either they've got a claim of trespass or they're going to walk into court and claim that your property. And unless those three things are present, there's no court. And that's how quickly you can take it down. This is what we have to teach everybody because this theater through the, again, my background was in the music and entertainment industry. That's what's conditioned the consciousness of the mind of man, all of us. We've all seen a man wearing a black robe in many courtroom shows. And then you see the police over here and you always see that man wearing the robe. Well, he's got the authority. He's got all the power. Well, that's all part of the theater that's been going on here. And the only reason that's being presented is because you've never been shown this truth that's happened when you're born. You don't know really who you are that you stand above this. That's where the common law sits, right? Their courts, the legal worlds are inferior courts. It's below the, the, the courts of man. Remember, we are all gods in this world. We all are created equal. There is no other man or woman that stands above another man or woman in this world in law. Okay, that's how you enter the courtroom in the capacity of a man or a woman. And when you enter it, into the capacity as a legal person, or you allow them to call you a defendant, uh, an accused, a respondent, a plaintiff. These are all legal terminologies. Just go and ask any lawyer. Show me in all your precious books where the word man or woman appears. The closest thing they've got in any of their books, it says male. Male what? A male plant, a male goat, right? See, it's, it's very simple once you start to tear down their words. And that's what I learned from Carl is that you have to use very few words and when you understand the power of the word trespass property, and then you're always hitting with who, anytime they're slipping paperwork in front of you, you say, who wrote that, right? Because they're trying to control you by words on a piece of paper. I'm an honorable man. Produce more where my wet signature appears on that piece of paper because I don't, it's the first time I'm seeing this. I don't know what this means. I don't know if this applies to me. You have to understand this is the sick game that's going on. And they're waking up in Canada and this applies to everybody in every country, because all of us have had the same trespass. I've had documentation sent to me from around the world. Everyone, Ireland, Scotland, France, everyone has had the same trespass occurred against them at birth. And they do not know that the power that they truly hold when they access that public courthouse correctly. So sorry about the long response. No, no, there, brilliant. And like, like, is it possible for children that are born now that we don't have to get the birth cert with that? Yeah, you should. You should not register your children. I'll give you an example. If you have a child and you're going to register them into a soccer league or a hockey league, have you not turned over control that they're going to tell you when you got to be at the hockey rink, what time you're, you're skating from, when the games are, right? It's in a simple term. Everybody understands that. That's what the form of registration does. You're turning over jurisdiction. When you register your vehicle, your property, when you buy it, you're turning over that property to the state. It's now theirs. On top of it, you've bought it. You go and look at the ownership. You're going to see your names in all capital letters. See how they've rigged everybody? You're the sucker. You put them on title legally in the legal world that they own everything, but you're the sucker that pays for all the maintenance and the upkeep of it, the mortgage payments. That's why when you talked about your property there, Roy, it doesn't, in the common law world, there's two things in the legal world and the lawful world that have no statutes. Well, and there's statutes in the legal world, not in the lawful world, but it's uh, statutes of limitations in the legal world only apply what doesn't apply to the statutes of limitations that goes forever is two things is if there was fraud that was ever apparent at any course of the court proceeding right up to the final verdict or what's the other one jurisdiction and i didn't touch on the jurisdiction i said land air water land that's where you and i are born on we're born on the land common law that's the land that the law that comes from our creator it's the unwritten law it's really the ten commandments basically okay 
Air stands for classical law, canon law, but the big one is what does W stand for? Water, admiralty, maritime law. That's what the lawyers are trained in. They're trained in contract law. So you cannot have a court, if it was operating in the wrong jurisdiction from the get-go, it voids everything because there was fraud that was there. And this is the problem that the bar is terrified about because everyone's going to realize, unless you were like McDonald's or Coca-Cola that were going to court about something, every single court case that has happened, including especially you, Roy, doesn't matter if it happened yesterday or if it happened 500 years ago and you're bringing this forward, you have the evidence through your family and your state and your bloodlines, you can go back and you can reclaim your property because how they took it from you was all based on constructive fraud. Okay. And that's how powerful this is. And this is why the bar is terrified. If people learn this, that's why we have to knock the bar out of our public courthouses. They need to be removed. And then these people that are wearing these black robes, they need to realize they're our public servants. And if they trespass upon us, oh, you move a claim against their ass, pardon my language, right then and there in that courtroom. This is where the, you know, this is where the whole accountability comes from. We don't see it existing in our world right now because it's called a just us system. And believe me, what I'm sharing to you here right now, it applies in every single country except maybe France because they're so codified. But the same trespass has occurred, and this is what the people need to hear. And um, like I've seen as well, that when they have the yellow around the, fla the, the flags in the courts, that's basically that they're using the admiral law, I believe, yeah? Well, again, I don't get in. Uh, you're right. Like if you, when you do that research, the flag, the admiralty law, but the end of the day, you have to understand, well, that's great. You bring that up. Great question. Is it a public courthouse? Or is it a private courthouse? It's the first question you ask everybody. Everybody in that courtroom is going to courthouse is going to tell you this is a public courthouse. Thank you very much. Who's the man or woman in this courtroom, in this courthouse that's acting, providing good faith services? And that includes all the staff, including the judges, bailiffs. Who is the man or woman that can deny me a right to access this public courthouse and move claim in court? They're all going to go quiet. Nobody can. That's right. So I'm moving my court in a public courthouse. When you move a claim and use their legal paperwork, that puts it now drags over to the jurisdiction of this man that wears the black robe. You're now under his control because that's the services that they're offering you. This is what the, the bar services include. This is what we do. These are our wonderful legal services, lawful services in our world that we're providing to you. And these is what we've laid out on how all our motions and statutes and processes all work. This is what we offer to you. And we're going to charge you a hell of a lot of money for it along the way, steal everything from you, destroy you along the way. But hey, this is the wonderful service that we're providing from you. When you realize you never use a lawyer ever and you access that courthouse in the capacity of a man or woman, none of their crap comes into a common law court, all right? Their code, statutes, rules, you have to understand this. Carl knocked us out of the park in the Royal Courts of Justice in London, England, about five years ago, I think it was. And it was another case with a man, Bally, he had been fighting, putting in stacks of paper, trying this Freeman stuff. And he only told Carl that he had one charge against him and his brother. Wound up being like eight or nine once they got in there on the day. And Carl looked at him, he was like, are you kidding me? And Carl flew, he got flown over there for two weeks before. Again, long story short, Two, two sentences put into the courtroom. I'll, I'll actually send you guys the link after this discussion. Hopefully you'll share with everybody. It's an incredible story. And basically the barrister back then, a 38 year uh, 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 crown attorney never lost a case. And he was so livid, he was shaking the bar. His wig was going all everything because the judge basically brought the gavel down and he said, and asked for the common law. He says, I've never heard a more idiotic thing. What happened was, is when Carl and them filed their paperwork, they established a common law court, but there was also that legal proceeding going on at the same time. So the crown attorney didn't realize, and it was two sentences into the court again, same two sentences, basically right? That he used for the children. So he's there in the court and he's standing there and basically he stood up and did his talk. And the judge at one point said to the crown attorney, he says, you may want to go outside and talk to their friend that they've brought here from in common law to be known as a McKenzie friend. That's how I can stand and help my fellow man. I can't prosecute. I can't move their court for them, but I can stand there and support my fellow man 
as a counselor at law, in law. That's how I help people right now. I'm not representing or representing anybody, right? That's the stick that they try and apply to the bar. So when Carl did that again, the judge said to him, and this is a very important piece of knowledge. He said, you know, to the crown attorney, he says, you need to understand something. He says that the crown has never won in the history of ever entering a common law court. See, because it's the court of man and woman. It's the highest court of the law. And this barrister didn't listen to him. The barrister didn't realize that there was actually two courts that were occurring now in front of him. See, he only got this communication that Carl put in the very night before, after hours too. That's another wonderful story. I'll save it for another time. But when he got that paperwork in so that the court, when the judge opened up that file the next morning, that paperwork, that communication was there of the trespass and the immediate restoration of property. The other guy on the other side, the crown, he didn't recognize it. He should have said, well, I just received this. I need, you know, a few days to, to look at this and push it off. But because it's only two sentences on a piece of paper, they get cocky. They get, you know, they figure, oh, this is nothing. This is just garbage. But it's the words. And that's why you have to understand the power of the words that you use are critical. You never use the word person. And basically, like I said, Carl knocked it out of the park. And the other thing I learned from this, as Carl said, is that the judge told him, he says that it cost the crown $75,000 to enter a, a common law court. So it was very interesting. So Carl knocked it out. It was like nine or 10 charges and he knocked it completely. They all got thrown out. After first, the judge read, he read all the charges that were there and he went down it. He said, guilty, 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 guilty. And then the bars, they read, oh, this is all great. And Valley was his name, is freaking out beside Carl. Carl's wait, right? Then after he finishes reading all the stuff out, now they've got all this new case law, quiet for a second. And then the man wearing the robe says, and now for the common law side, he says, I've never seen a more idiotic. And then Carl looked at him and says, you're going home. Why? Because in the legal world, an idiot, an idiot cannot be held accountable. He cannot be able to comprehend what's going on and they have to release him. That's their way of getting out of jail free card because the liability that they'd obviously be facing. And in that moment, the gavel came down and it destroyed this, you know, this 38 year veteran. And he came out of the courtroom looking at Carl going, he going, I truly thought the common law was dead. See, and that's what they're trained. Lawyers are trained that common law is case law. That's ridiculous, right? Some other people that had a case last week or 500 years ago, and you're bringing that crap into my court, trying to say that some ruling that happened uh, uh, then because of the processes that the legal world uses applies to me. No, it doesn't. And that's what I learned from Carl, the power of the very few words that you use and how you file it and establishing your own court. And once you do that, it's a beautiful place. Excellent, excellent. And just finally, because I know the others are dying to talk as well. Yes, uh, sorry guys, I ramble sometimes. No, no, it's very good. Uh, with the, we, we talked about the birth certificate, but the other one that uh, tends to get us in trouble is um, the passports. And you know, when you're traveling, they're asking for your fingerprints and everything, but using the passport, I've heard of a C passport, I can't find any information about. Is there ways around using your passport because they tend to use that against you as well? Yep, the ID that I've created. Again, this is actually my ID. It's three pages. It's the letter from the notary, and then there's an actual picture. And what I do is I tie back my documentation, as you see, back to this original hospital. Remember, this is a record. Okay, that's all it represents. No words on a piece of paper ever control a man or woman unless there's what? A contract. So they can go and create, which they do, because your driver's license, when you go on my website, you'll see if it's your driver's license, your SIN number, your health card, uh, whatever. You're going to see your names in all capital letters, but it's in different configurations each time. So what does that mean? That means that there's been a, a new corporation created every single time with a new CUSIP number. We have multiple personalities that are out there, right? That they're using in their backend system to basically steal from us. See, when you understand the big picture here, that all taxation has been based on fraud. Who are they taxing? Go and look at any of your tax bills. 
you're going to say the name on that tax bill that comes out to you is in all capital letters. That's that service corporation. See, now you're registering. They created a corporation in my name when I was born, and they've been telling me that I owe taxation. It's like McDonald's. If Take the government out there, and McDonald's went and created that ID. And then years later, they're saying, okay, Bob or Susie, now you owe us X amount of dollars, you got to share with us what you're what you're making every every year, whatever. And we're going to tell you how much you owe in taxation. If someone from McDonald's approached you in that capacity, you'd throw them off your property. You'd probably call the cops on them. This guy's coming here trying to extort money from me. And yet, we have people that work for governments through the auspice of this theater. And in Canada, it's called the CRA. Well, it's it's a service corporation. I don't have a contract with them. Produce it. In Canada, it's one question. His name's Bob Hamilton, the head CEO. And you simply write to them. Applies. This is why I say when the truth is present, very few words are required. And this can apply in every single country. You write to the man or woman that's acting as finance minister or the man that's overseeing the taxation department. Remember, you always write to the top man or woman. You don't write to the CRA because there is no CRA. It's a fiction. You write to the top man or woman that's responsible for all the agents and officers under their control. And you simply say this. His name is Bob Hamilton. I'll use it as an example. Greetings, Bob. Uh, today I was going through my records and I cannot find the obligation, you put contract behind it, upon which Bob or any agent or officer under his control rely that a debt be due and true. I require, which means demand, that you produce this obligation contract post haste so that I may settle any and all debts honorably. Kind, regard, kind regards, Christopher. So they came after me uh, 15 years ago. Okay. I did general contracting. I left that out of my, my bio. I wound up going into general contracting for 20 years as well, became a general contractor, developed all the trades. And through that, you learn contract law. So I started, the, the, the numbers started to not add up to me. I'm doing all this work for myself. Why am I paying these people taxation? So it, as I was winding out of construction, going into the entertainment side of thing with my global project that I was launching, I basically said, you know what? I'm going to leave this taxation thing for a bit until I really drill down on it. So I left it for about five or six years. Then the CRA came after me. As soon as I wrote that one letter to them, I didn't hear another word from them, right? Because I know who I am and I know the fraud that's going on there, right? It's constructive fraud. They're trying to steal money from me based on, it's like McDonald's showing up at your door. Like I said, it's that simple. And they've created a company in your name. You see your name in all capital letters, but you don't realize that has nothing to do with you. And they're playing all of us and they're saying that you owe some taxation. And that's why it's a huge thing because now what we're finally, this is why this is a beautiful moment if we can make this happen worldwide. Every money that everyone here has ever paid in taxation and all the people out there listening, it's all gonna come back to you. This is the big picture. This is what has to happen. We're talking about trillions of dollars coming back into every country because it's been stolen from us by the central bankers, the monarch and the Pope through this system that they set up a long time ago that we've all been born into. And that's the power of this truth that I'm bringing forward to you here today. It's not only going to restore and correct the hard reset as far as money and its, its distribution in the world. Everybody should also create in their country like Canada had a central bank, uh, a public bank. We were the only country in the world from 1934 to 74 that had a public bank. Why is that important? Because it's our bank of the people and, and the patents to create the money all was created interest-free. We built our highways, our hospitals, our schools, our roads, our infrastructure, everything. And our debt stayed at $18 billion, even going right through the Second World War. Why? Because we, the people, had control of the issuance and creation of that money. And it was given at the municipal level, the provincial level, and the federal level nationally interest-free, right? That's how it's supposed to be. We have control. But today, these people that did this to us when we were born, this unlawful trespass, and it's an unlawful conversion that happens. You say, well, 
I understand lawful applies to a man or woman, right? And legal only applies to that was incorporated. So when you use the word unlawful conversion, well, they convert you on paper. They're killing that baby, that man or woman, that young child as they come into this world and they're creating a legal person, a fiction. And that's what they want you to operate in this world as. They don't want you to know that you're actually above that as the man or the woman and that without your consent to that, that, that none of the stuff that they've created applies to you. Remember, when you get a driver's license or communications from your government, they're saying, if you want to have the benefits and privileges that we're offering you, no thanks. I'm quite fine. I don't need your benefits and privileges. And people get confused when they get into the the uh, you know, the, the uh, pension side. As with my father, you know, they said, am I going to lose my pension if I start to do this? No, because you paid into this pension. You were the man or woman that whatever entity they had deemed on you, which was unlawful, you were still that man or woman that paid the taxation into it, that paid into your pension fund. That is your property so it's a lot of stuff to talk about but it's really simple when you get down to it it's Excellent. really simple thank, thank you christopher so i pass it on to hartman thank you well christopher yes uh it's um the interesting thing is we work here in germany in, in the same in the same thing because here in germany we have the imperial reich and with the weimar republic we have changed it in companies and we have also the personal passport and with the capital letters, every one of us is a company. And um, the situation is, I know some people who went this road and in Germany. And in Germany, it is uh, very tough because if you do this, in that moment, you do not exist in the system anymore. You have no, uh, you have no rights for social security support. You have, no, you have no rights for for a bank account. You have no rights for. Uh, uh, yeah, for um, yeah, for doing for being in the system, and for this reason, after a lot of research and a lot of failure and um, and uh, experience, they established foundation, for example, in Liechtenstein, because the the first German Republic or was also a foundation, a society. And if you are in the society, and if you represent the society in front of a court, in that moment you can ask me, you can ask the court, how do you, uh, to whom you are talking right now? Are you talking to me, to the person on the passport, or are you talking to the uh, representative of the society, of the club, of the foundation? And this makes uh, the courts crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, and the interesting thing is what you're talking about the cap about the about the banks is um, all all these uh, so uh, birth certificates numbers they come together in the Bank for International Settlement which is the bank of the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and can you explain? And the interesting thing is also, for example, I would like as we have a lot of problems, let's say with um, let's say we have a different opinion to the police. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the interesting thing is all the police cars are now blue and white because in Germany and I think in the other countries as well, they are under the international law of C, which is the law of the Vatican. And this means they, the, every policeman or policewoman is acting as a company and is for this reason responsible for every what they are doing. Yep. Can, you, can you give a comment on that a little bit? Yeah, a very long time ago, I believe it's 1203, the Pope back in the day, the Papal Bulls, if you look up, he basically claimed all souls on this prop on this on this planet, right? 
They're his to look over and dominion. So the way that they had to get control of the souls is they created this system by which that when you're born, this registration creates a company and then it gets dragged out, which you were talking to the jurisdiction of the sea. So that's right. There's no records of us actually walking and being on the land, but how you interact with what you were talking about there with the banks or, or your social insurance, you can still operate with these service corporations in that capacity. But when the rubber hits the road, it's when they try to come into your life as a man or woman, they're trying to pull codes, rules, or statutes from, you know, if you're operating under a driver's license, when I get pulled over, I give them my ID. And the first thing I say to them, I'm not operating under a license at this time. Right. And the police are starting to realize that uh, no man or woman requires a license to go from point A to point B. The word driver is a commerce term, right? A driver is someone who's generating commerce on the public roads. They are required to have uh, a license. For example, if you're a truck driver, if you're a bus driver, if you're a taxi cab driver, yes, we want those people licensed because they're not only generating commerce on the roads, but they're responsible for obviously this massive machinery that they're, 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 you know, traveling on we want it to be safe but for you and i as a man or woman oh no there's no law you ask them to produce the law and if they're going to point to a, a, an act this is the big things that they have up here in canada the highway traffic act you say full stop this is how simple it gets there's the word who comes out who wrote the highway traffic act? okay is that people that work for a service corporation called ontario that's a provincial uh land mass that i live in they're going to say yes it's the provincial government of ontario great well then who are these people that wrote these uh, this Highway Traffic Act are going to come into court and claim that I'm property? Well, no one is. That's right. Well, which one of them have got a contract with me, an obligation where I've consented to this? Uh, we don't have it. That's right. And that's when their shit falls apart. Pardon my language. They have no jurisdiction over you, right? That's why you have to drill down. That's how you realize when you, when you, that was the big thing for me. I've been at this for 20 years, right? And it was only about five years ago through a, an incredible woman in the United States called Anna Von Reitz. She's a past common law judge. Her website is off the charts. Uh, she's got so much knowledge and information there. Mine really kept it simple for everybody. But if you really want to know what's been going on and how they've done this unlawful conversion and they've, they've capitalized over all our assets and they've enslaved us around the world through this constructive fraud because we were never given the truth showing what's happening when we're born in a hospital and when i was you know in high school in grade nine they had just pulled latin out of the high school and we used to be taught civil law right we were still taught the basics and they've ripped all that out of the schools now so where are children our young adults supposed to learn who they are and the rights that they have it's not there they want it to be learned from the television they want it to be learned when they're seeing their mother and father being forced to wear masks oh this is the law this is what we have to do and that's why this is so huge what's going on right now, because it doesn't matter what country it's in. They've done the exact same trespass against all of us. And that's why the people need to get on their hind legs and start to surround their public courthouses and move a claim with law enforcement. That's what I'm looking to do here in Canada. I've got law enforcement aware of this now. I'm hopefully in the next three months, I'm going to have a hundred of them each side of me. And we're going to access my local public courthouse here. And I'm going to move these truths into the public light. And we're going to stop this COVID-19 like that. We're going to stop all the draconian measures like that. Because there's four questions that, for example, whoever the man or woman that's acting as premier, whatever they term them in your countries for government, you ask them four questions. The first question is, Bob, am I your property? Under oath or affirmations for the whole world to see. And he's going to say, well, no. And does that apply to every other man or woman that's under your control within the service corporation, government that you're representing? He's going to say, absolutely. Great. Produce the obligation I have with you, Bob, on a private capacity or with the service corporation you represent or any of the men or women that are act as agents and our officers for your government. Produce the obligation. Do you have one? He doesn't have one with me. That's right. Well, then the second thing is, well, then if you don't claim that I'm property and there's not 
an obligation of contract in place, then you must have some sort of a verified claim that I've caused wrong or harm to a man or woman. That's why you're, you have jurisdiction over me and they don't have that either. So it's just no different than if someone from McDonald's is coming at you and they're saying that you have to do da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You look at that man or woman say, uh, I have, I don't know, I know your corporation, you provide services for me here, but I don't have an obligation. Can you kindly produce it? Because a contract makes a law between a man or woman unless you're going to claim I'm property or unless you can administrate property without right, Bob or Susie. Can you do that? And they're going to say no to all of those questions. And as soon as they say no to all three of those questions, and the only fourth question is, is when you're involved with the police. Again, you say to them, Bob or Susie, I require of you to produce the verified claim that you have right now, because that's why you're you're interacting with me, right? You've got a verified claim. I've trespassed against a man or woman. He's going to say, well, no, you didn't wear your mask on this day. You're traveling. This way. No, 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 no. If you don't have a verified claim, then the next thing you need to produce is the obligation, the contract, because obviously you're under the impression that I'm in breach of some sort of a contract. Bring it forward right? And they don't have the contract either. And as soon as you take them down with those two questions, you expose that they have no what? Jurisdiction. That's how simple it is. So and you just have to learn how to be a man or a woman and stand on it. And I'm doing everything I can here with people in this country, in Australia, in Scotland and England to bring these truths forward because everyone's starting to stand on their heels and recognize how simple this is for us to access our public courthouse. And when we do it correctly, under warrant, we bring in these people, the health ministers, the man acting as attorney general or woman, the man acting as premier, the man acting as whatever department, the taxation, you bring them in and you hold their feet to the fire with those three questions. And if they don't produce the obligation, they don't claim that your property and they don't claim that they can administrate property without right, then every single thing that they've been doing to you and agents and officers under their control is void right? You've exposed them now. It's that simple. And that's what they're terrified that everyone really loses. So it's, it's a numbers game for us right now. We simply have to wake our fellow mankind up and then uh, we'll be in a good position here. So, so there is, uh, um, if I understand you right, there is no, there is no need for, for example, that the United States incorporation went bankrupt on the 5th of November of 2020. Um, does this have an effect or is this completely it has nothing to do with you. It's all theater. See, when you learn from Anna Von Wright's, the United States went bankrupt. Okay, you got to pay attention to the words. You also have to pay attention. Remember what we've just gone over, the de deception and deceivery that they're doing here? Remember, the bar, a maxim in law is let those deceived be deceived. And that could be the business model mantra for the bar, right? Because they're deceiving everybody what's actually going on here. You actually think that law is going on in this court. You're walking into a public courthouse and you have all your rights. Meanwhile, there's something completely nefarious that's going on. So, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought here there. Um, uh, oh, the United States. So what you have to look at is that United States or the United States or the United States of America, they're all different corporations, right? Depending on how it's been registered. The actual organic, the United States of America, spelt in upper and lower case, is not functioning in the United States. It's all these service corporations. See, this is what the central banks did back in 18, I think it was uh, 61 and 62. That's when they changed it up. They basically brought out their own constitution that was similar to the original constitution from 1776. And they fooled all the American people because we didn't have this, you know, this connectivity and technology at this time. But Anna Von Reitz has drilled down and she's showing everybody that, yes, it's this service corporation called the United States. You know, in your countries, when you hear that Germany's in all this debt or Canada's in all this debt or England or Ireland or whatever, there's all this debt. And this is what the people are all paying to pay down their debt or whatever. We, the people don't own any debt, owe any debt. It's the service corporation. It's like McDonald's is screwed right up and they're bankrupt and they're coming to your door saying, you got to help us pay for this. See, there's no contract that exists, but they're doing it through this deception. 
So when you talk about the United States corporation, it's a moot point has nothing to do with the we the people not a damn thing that comes out of any of these representatives these agents or officers in congress or whatever they're all representing a service corporation that is not buying for the people see this is the big shtick that's going on here and that man like donald trump that's why like for i don't know if you remember years ago uh her name was flowers and she brought bill clinton she got him into court under common law because he was not allowed to skirt every man and woman is equal under the law and he tried to avoid getting dragged in and he got brought into court and he got put under oath or affirmation right See, the, the, the legal world is very deceptive, very tricky. They use multiple synonyms, multiple words to confuse and trick people. So one of the words, for example, up here in Canada, we had our Bank of Canada from 74, 34 to 74. Then Pierre Trudeau, this is uh, Justin Trudeau's father, who's a full-bledged communist, and God knows the other things. I believe he's involved in pedophilia as well. Uh, what these people did back in the day, it's horrific. They basically unsurped and it goes, they gave our patents to the business of international settlements. That's who owns the people's property. That's the, the documentation that allows them to create money out of thin air. Now it's been given to a separate uh, entity and the central bank now loans that money back to the Bank of Canada with interest. See, it's massive treason that's occurred here. And that's why people need to see what's really, really going on. It's really, really very simple. And I wish there was a book that people could simply read. But my website's a good start. And I should actually maybe try and write something to help people. But if they watch my live streams, what began, and it's not an I love me thing. Like this is the journey that I've been on for the last 20 years. It's the last five years where I guess you could say this weight has finally been lifted off my shoulders where I finally, through all my research, all my knowledge, I got it. I understood all the moving pieces and how it's moving. And then the other challenge for me is, is how do you explain it to your fellow man and woman simply without using big words, right? And that's what I believe my website has achieved. That's what I believe my live streams every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday do at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You're seeing it real time now. You're seeing my court cases that are in the public courthouses that are going after these top people of the government in British Columbia, the top people now of the, of the Service Corporation Ontario. You're seeing my paperwork hit the road now and the bar's terrified. Right. And that's why we got to bring this out into the light because we cannot allow them. What they use is they use in Canada here, they'll use the uh, Christopher's court was not falling under the rules of civil procedure. It's a vexatious litigation. This is what they love to throw around. Right. Why? Well, I'm going after the first claim we did in September went after 10 people, no names, 10 people. Right. Well, their names are there. But when I say the names, they were eight bar members and then there were two justices. And then on December 22nd, we filed a second round because why? None of them produced the evidence that the rules of civil procedure applied to myself and Michael who moved our court. And why is that so important? Because they're using the rules of civil procedure for all their billing, for all their actions, for all their trespassing. So you just focus on that one thing. Remember I said when the truth is present, very few words are required. So that's all you challenge them on. Hey, all of your paperwork, all of your actions, everything that you're doing trespassing against me is based on what? The rules of civil procedure. Great. Show me where the rules of civil procedure apply to me because as we put in our second filing, they screwed up back in 2008, 2010. The Superior Courts of Justice here in, in, uh, in Canada put out an annual report. They like to put it out every year, show all their members what a wonderful job they're doing and how they're being so financially and fiscally responsible and they're making their court system better and better. Well, in 2008, 2010, they did a little slip up. They had a paragraph in there at who creates the rules of civil procedure. So I was able to turn that around and put that right in their face. And who writes the rules of civil procedure? Well, it's the man who's the head of the legal department for that service corporation, Ontario. Him and a few other of his lackeys that are bar members, they write it and they might share it with a couple of people that wear the robes. They're the ones that write the rules of civil procedure. Mm -hmm. So then the question comes to you, very simple how powerful it is. Am I property of any of these people that write those rules of civil procedure? Oh no, they're not going to come into court and say that. That's right. What's the next one you all should have learned by now? Produce the obligation.
produce the obligation I have with these people that wrote the rules of civil procedure that apply to me. And when they don't produce the rules of civil procedure applied to me via contract, and they don't apply to us. See, and they're terrified now. And I've got them. It went right up the chain of command, right to the Chief Justice of Canada. He acquiesced three communications, registered mail, email, and fax, produced the evidence. We asked them three times. I'm an honorable man. If I'm wrong here, and here's all these, supposed to be the highest levels of this judiciary that's out here providing services of us. And in 10 months, it was actually, they have not provided a single lick of evidence. And that proves now that the rules of civil procedure don't apply to we the people, and they need to be moved out of the way. And as soon as they're moved out of the way, no man or woman in this world is going to be able to get away from being held accountable. And that's when the rubble hit the road. Justin Trudeau will be, a warrant will be put out for his arrest along with Doug Ford. And right behind me is going to be Judy Mikovits or Dolores Cahill or, or uh, Sherry Tenpenny, these incredible people that have the evidence, or Andrew, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, that there is no virus. Look anywhere in the world. They've never found the virus. How can you be implementing vaccines and all these draconian measures when a virus has never been isolated? And that's a fact. And this is what everybody simply needs to hear, right? So anyways, I can go on forever in a, a multiple different ways, but uh, hopefully that answered your question there. It was a little long, long way. It, it does, it does. Um, I want to pass it to Steve, but at the end, I ask you to, to give an advice, for example, to the people, for example, if they go on demonstrations and uh, they are... Yeah, where they are in front of a policeman, what they shall say. This would be brilliant if you would do this advice at the end so that yep. the people can understand, okay, because in Germany, for example, we have quarantine camps already where people get in, uh, yeah, in quarantine camps for 14 days if they were, if they didn't accept the uh, quarantine um, That's right. rules. That's right. Yeah, on my website, I'll just say quickly, there's uh, templates that are there, which you're actually talking about there. It's the four questions are written out there. And this is what the store owners have been laying on their stores around here in Burlington. It's preventing the police. But we knew that they were going to challenge it eventually, and they just did last week because they can't allow anybody to get out of this. They can't allow anyone to bring the truth forward because as soon as they do, they realize we're talking Nuremberg-style trials, which a man, I can't pronounce his name correctly, uh, a German lawyer out there that also has, uh, he's a good man. Again, I have nothing against the people that are lawyers right? It's their society, it's their system and how it's been set up and that they've all been lied to. So we have to find the common ground here moving forward. But all the information you're looking for there is on my website for people to read. You can put up in your stores and uh, just just master those four questions, you know. Do you claim, do you have a verified claim if you're dealing with police, you know, that I trespassed against a man or woman? Well, then produce the obligation then that I have with the service corporation you represent. Because I just met you, Bob or Susie. I realize you're here to protect and serve the people, but unless I got a contract with you privately or you're showing me the contract I have with the service corporation you're representing right now, so that's a powerful word, service corporation, that's what you refer to them as because that's what they are. Then you have no jurisdiction, you have no business talking to me. And that's all people need to understand. And then the police need to see this because what's going to happen, the police up in here in Canada are starting to talk. They're going public. They're saying they're, the retired police officers are livid. They're livid at seeing all these younger police officers completely, I won't use the word, crapping all over their oaths of office. They're not understanding their duty to protect and serve. They're supposed to be an independent body to protect and serve the people. They're not supposed to be getting dictates from the higher-ups of another service corporation that are basically throwing all our rights out the window because it's based on some theater that's going on. Remember, that's why the Nuremberg trials are so important. That's why the thousand lawyers in Europe right now, they're trying to start these Nuremberg trials and go after, they're going after the financial sector. But again, what, who they're going after, even they're going after the high tech place and Schwab or whatever his name is from the economic foreign council or whatever, uh, those are still the, the low hanging fruit, right? The, the higher fruit is the Pope, the Queen and the central bankers. 
at least start at the central banker level because they're the ones that are fermenting all of this theater in the world right now. So I'll turn it over to Steve. Yes, please. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank <laughs> yeah, thanks. So um, my question is a little bit USA centric and it's a conundrum I have with this. If I vacate my birth certificate, if I reclaim my straw man, I file a UCC 101 with the secretary of the treasury. Um, does that get me out of this system? And then can I exist one foot in the system and one foot as a living man, sovereign man, and, and still work at a company that requires a social security number? Can I have a bank account? Can I have a credit card? Do you have a credit card? Do you have a bank account? Yeah, well, I still have a bank account and it's still in the all capital letters. What I do to prevent the bank, and we'll touch on that first from coming into my account, because that's what they're starting to do to Brent and Kathy, is that I put another party on, you know, another man or woman, my sister or family or who I trust, they're on, so it's a dual account. And in the legal world, they cannot decipher whose money is who in that account. So if they're coming after me, right? They can't, they can't touch that account because there's another name on that account as well. That's the simplest way in which you protect yourself. And unfortunately, at this particular level that we're at right now of consciousness, you have to operate in both worlds. Now, you said a very important wor uh, word there to people that may not know in other countries is UCC, which called for Unifor Uniform Commercial Code. Again, these are words on a piece of paper that Steve didn't write and that I didn't write. You got to drill down it very simply. So nothing that they're using applies to you. It's like if, again, McDonald's goes and creates this trespass against you, and then they've created this other entity called UCC where all this tech technical stuff allows you to get in and out of how you use it in their system. Are you going to use that to try and get out of something that someone's created without your consent? No, you're simply going to go after that man or woman, the head of it and say, or if the police department or the government that you're trespassing upon me and that you do not have the correct party before you, the person, you know, that you're looking, it's actually called personage. The, um, the trespass that occurs when we're born, they're creating a, an unlawful person. So that doesn't mean though, that the UCC doesn't work because people have done the UCC. It's just that when you understand it's a very you got to learn a lot of information about it. And then you're, again, going into a system that you did not create. You're under that system's control. So if there's rules or how their processes work or whatever they've written up, there's a woman called Mary Croft. And you can look her up online. She's got a PDF there and how she beat the hell out of the banks, the credit card companies, and everyone. She did it using UCC. Okay. I don't use UCC because again, as I was general contractor, I still operated my bank account as it was. I had a dual name on it, but I never charged taxation to my clients. Why? Because I'm not an agent or officer of the service corporation, the government, right? Why am I collecting money? It'd be like me collecting money from McDonald's. I'd say to me, I'd have to turn to McDonald's and say, well, if you want me to collect money for you against these people, first, show me the contract you have with them. And secondly, you're going to have a contract with me because my time ain't free. Okay. See how it works. But everybody just takes the time and they fill out all mm -hmm. these taxation forms, hours and their businesses and stuff. It's, it's all theater. So yeah, the thing is difficult for people to understand at this stage that we're at right now, Steve, it's going to change in this next year. The rubber is really going to hit the road. God forbid that they, they unroll this, uh, this vaccination mass program, what they're trying to do right now, because the only two things they've got left in their, their bag of, uh, you know, tricks or whatever, and it's not a trick is they're going to implode the economy. You're going to see something happen. That's worse than 1929. And that's when people are going to lose it. And then they're going to cause a war. These people are going for broke right now. Remember, every single man and woman in every single country is under attack right now. We see this theater of this COVID lie that's permeated right across the world. All right. You have to understand what's coming next. They are going to take the economy down. Yeah. They are going to cause a war or something. There's going to be some horrific, you know, catastrophe that happens. And don't mm -hmm. kid yourself. I don't want to get into it, but they have the technology to do pretty much. You could name it from earthquakes to tornadoes to weather patterns. They've got it all right now. And unfortunately, course, my yeah. fellow man just doesn't know what's going on. So, yeah, 
So these are some, but more questions in 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 line with the legal fiction and the straw man in USA. Um, so if I'm if I have contracted with the Department of Motor Vehicle and I have a driver's license and I've registered my car that I don't really own, I know the title's really to the DMV. We don't own anything, as you said. If I understand the wor- the power of words, and if I'm pulled over for a speeding ticket, and I never, if I never give the police officer any identification, and I never admit that I'm the straw man, the corporation, do I avoid jurisdiction right there if I just refuse to yep. say who I am? Yep. Actually, that's brilliant, Steve. You brought that up because there's a man that I just had on my show two weeks ago. His name's Pablo. And he got pulled over in Colorado. He was driving around with no plates, no license, right? No insurance. So the conversation lasted a total of 32 minutes. It was a young cop at the store. And what you're referring to, this is the other thing you need to understand. The United States, this is why the United States is, was, still is, hopefully for the, for the rest of our lives, one of the greatest countries in the world and how it was formed and how it created. This man is very smart. He had all the Supreme Court rulings that prove that no man or woman requires a license to go from point A to point B with their property. He was not acting as a driver. He was not acting as an operator. So you got to pay attention to the words that the cops use because they got 30 seconds at the side of the road, basically basically a minute to get jurisdiction yeah, you, over you. you. You have to say, oh, I'm, a, I'm a living man traveling. I'm not driving. Yeah, I'm, right? a, man, it, I'm a man yeah. from point A to B with my property. I'm not generating commerce on the roads. I'm not operating under a driver's license. So people say to you, well, then I say to people, see, no man requires it. And when you said another word, their contract, that's not a contract, Steve, your driver's license, your signature's on it. You didn't enter into it. You know, and again, you have a right to access under that driver's license or not. It's been given to you as the benefit of a privilege. So the benefit of the privilege is, is that if you're speeding, talking on your cell phone, not wearing your seatbelt, whatever, they're going to pull you over. They're going to smash your window. They're going to pull you out of the car. What a wonderful benefit. No, thanks. I don't want that. How I flip it around is I say the benefit of the privilege of, of that driver's license is the only time I would operate under it is if I had to go and rent a car. Or if I have to go to a Home Depot, they're their big building stores up here in the United States and Canada. Whenever you have to rent a piece of equipment, what do they ask for? A driver's license for ID. That's fine. I'll use it. Other thing you can look at, too, in the United States and Canada and England and most of the Commonwealth countries, look at the passport that you're given. Yes, even though you see your name in all capital letters, read what precedes that, okay? That's on bonded paper on the inside. It's the same in every country. And there's basically a letter there from the Minister of... Um, Oh, what is it? The secretary of whatever office it is on behalf of the queen or the monarch or whatever. And it basically states that the bearer of this document is to be let alone and to travel freely. And unless he requires assistance, that's when you're supposed to come to his aid. Just I've got it up on my website. But if I if I registered my car with the DMV and I have a license plate, I've I've contracted with them. So technically, I mean, am I in the system and subject to the statutes and codes of the, of the land. Yes, that that's the part is that there's been fraud that's occurred against you. You've been believing you were simply registering your vehicle so that there was a record of it, right, Steve? That there was a record that they had it in the system that if it got stolen or whatever, this is why you're. This is how I always registered. But when you're registering it, yes, you're turning over jurisdiction to them. But that's when you rescind that. So what happened? What you're going to find out with this man Pablo that got pulled over. I'll send you the link. or look at my live stream from last Wednesday when Chris Guy was on. See, it ties into both of them. Chris Guy is a guy that's kicking the ass out of the, the government's terrified of him. He's been teaching people, you know, the quarantines you talk about here. One couple got taken into the quarantine. They didn't want to go. They were in the hotel. They're I've supposed to be locked it. up. 
Yeah, for two weeks. And he got him out of there with a three-second, three-minute phone call. That's what happens when you know who you are and you understand what is going on here, that they have no jurisdiction, but they're using the fear through the media. Okay. Right? But so my general question is, can you reclaim your living man sovereign rights yes. without, without and, and still drive a registered car? Yep. Well, again, you're not driving. What you learn with Pablo did is I at mean, the end of it, this is the beauty of it. The, they brought their senior, uh, their uh, commander out to the site, the site of the road, because this younger cop couldn't get any way with him. God bless the younger I, cop. I watched that. Oh, you should watch it. So for the people that haven't seen it, it's beautiful. At the end of it, the cop reaches in. He thanks him for educating him here, right? He says, no, we're not pulling you over. You're not causing any wrong or harm. He started to get it. He says, he gives him his card. He says, hey, can we have a coffee? Can we? Can you send me an email? We want yeah. to learn this information, this truth. See, the police have been lied to, too. The but, what if, to a, but what if what if I'm speeding and I break the speed limit and they can prove it? Am I because I drive in a registered car? Do I have because have I do I still have an out? Of course you do. You don't give them any ID. You don't give again. When you watch what Pablo did there, his VIN number, his registration number. Yeah, it was still on the car, but you need to rescind that to the DMV. Right. Send a letter to them saying I'm rescinding my registration. I no longer wish to contract with you. Right. And once you send that letter to them, they should remove it out of your system. And then the okay. rest of it, you can apply to, you know, from learning from Pablo, gotcha. how you, the United States is great because you've got it right in your Supreme court rulings. We don't have that in the rest of our countries. That's why we have to drill down on what the act actually represents. And the, and the, I carry around only with me, the, um, the passport. Right. And that's what I use. If I, if I ever get pulled over, I've got my ID that I give them. And I say, look, I, I read it to them. I say, you're under oath right now, your oath or affirmation, right? You're under the oath of the queen, are you not? And they're like, yes. I said, well, read what it says. See, they've not been educated in this. And they read it and they go, holy shit, this is right. I said, that's right. So you have the duty to let the bearer travel freely without let. That's me. I'm the bearer. I'm the guy that holds this passport, which means you're supposed to let me travel freely on these public roads. There's no law that requires a man or woman to have a license to go from point A to point B in your property, you know, accessing simply liberty. So it's it's a little bit of a process for undoing it, which you would do with uh, the DMV, but draw on what you learned from that Pablo interview that he has the actual Supreme Court rulings and you carry that documentation around with you. See, I carry all my ID with me so that if I do get pulled over, that's what I present to them at the side of the road. And look, yeah. if they're well, gonna... Yeah. I mean, there's a major confusion because I'm wondering if I reclaim, if I vacate my birth certificate and I, I reclaim my straw man with the treasury of the secretary, which I've gone, I know how to do this, uh, my point is, then what happens to my life? Like, can I work for a corporation that wants a social security number? Do I even have a social security number? You know, can I have a credit card? Can I have a bank account? These are these are the questions I don't know. Yes, you can still work for the, again, if you've got a, if that's your only option for employment is to work for a service corporate, another corporation, and that they require that there's this taxation, and everything that's being put in. Well, then you have a choice. Like I said, there's so many caveats to all of this, but at the end of the day, when we bring this out into the light, what you're talking about here, Steve, is going to stop. You're not going to be okay. taxed anymore when you work for these corporations. There's going to be a hard reset that everybody understands the relationship right now, that this taxation stuff all leaves us. Yep. And that you're, and I'll say this, for in, in the United States, it's called the LRS. Look it up on Anna Von Reitz's website. The LRS stands for the Land Record System, and that's the system she's put out across all 50 states right now to do exactly what you're talking about, to re-correct the record, to put all of your property in the correct title so that when you have to engage with these various entities, they know now who you are and where their jurisdiction ends. So that's what all the American people should be doing, and it's also international. She set it up that you can change and correct the records no matter what country you're in. God bless her. So... I haven't done it yet because yeah. I, my feet, you know, I'm working at other stuff here, but that just came out a few months ago. Incredible woman.
So yeah, these are great amazing. questions to ask, Steve. They're great questions because that's the confusion that everyone has. They figure like, look at me. I'm outside of the, uh, sure, I have a bank account, but when I go out and do general contracting with uh, my fellow man or woman, it's between me and them. Okay, if I was still doing that, and means when they pay me, they can pay me in cash, we can barter, we can trade. If they want to do it electronically, that's fine. That's between me and them. It can go on my bank account, that's fine, but that's still my property. Okay, I can still operate. I don't have to operate in their legal world unless I'm, you know, if I'm a contractor, I'm going to do a contract with them for, you know, I'm going to build this deck or put these windows or addition on. Here's the layout of the labor, the fees, et cetera. And I have to, I have to, I have to finalize that contract and execute it in order for me to be fully paid. But for every man and other woman out there for right now, again, it's, we can't put the cart before the horse. Once we get this truth yeah. out about the common law in the court, all the taxation is going to stop. And that's yeah. when everybody realizes that the constructive fraud that's been going on, because Anna Von Wright, she launched a verified claim that went into the court three years ago, I think, and it's it's uh, $2.9 trillion, I think, that she's going after. She went after the banks net for, for the theft against the American people, right? That's how big this all is. And this is where the big court stuff, it's not just going to end with the Nuremberg trials that are happening. It's going to start to bring out how this entire financial, because that's who's controlling this world, this entire financial mechanism, and how we tear it down is simply addressing that unlawful trespass that occurred against us when we're born. Yeah. And what's important is uh, you've mentioned, you know, if you ask a police officer, are you on oath? That is a very strong statement because most people are not aware that Policemen are public servants, and they take an oath to uphold in America the Constitution, in Canada, common law. Yep. And what they're really upholding is statutory league codes and, you know, all this stuff that entraps you as a corporation. So when you ask an officer, is he on oath? It, you're literally saying, I'm a sovereign living man, and I know my common law rights, and you're supposed to uphold them. That's right. But I'm not sure what, you know... You know, I'm not sure how far that will get you. It will if you know what to say, but that's yeah. very powerful. So, you know, we only have nine minutes and uh, I really appreciate, uh, you know, everything you've said. The, the thing for me that was just want to say the last thing was the way I described this to my 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 family was I said, there's basically when you when mom signed the birth certificate, she didn't know she was creating two Steve's, a corporate Steve, which was a, a legal a legal fiction. And a living, and then there's the living man, the flesh and blood, and everything's tied to Black's dictionary. So that what happens is when Mom signed the birth certificate, she created a corporation, Steve the corporation, that has no inalienable human living man rights. Bingo. And I don't know that my entire life, and I think I'm just, I don't realize I'm being tried as a corporation. Yep. And I've given up my rights without knowing it. That's perfect, Steve. That's exactly what's happened. That's the unlawful That's conversion that happens when you're born. Yep. So whoever wants to go, thanks for your words. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Christopher. I just want to let you know that you have followers viewing this and they're very appreciative of your work. And there's one question here from a, from a man and he says, so what happens when I've been paying child support of someone's child whatever's that you know can i take that money back and i do know that someone also has a concern when he his debt and he, this person is in an in europe and his debt keeps accumulating because he couldn't pay it and so now you know the problem is how is he how can he use the common law for his benefit 
Yeah, well, that's the, that. We could do probably a whole show just on that. But the long and the short of it is, to the man that's out there, there's there's a couple of people I'm helping in Canada here in the family courts right now. I've shut their family courts down because you challenge what they're using in their court system to hold you accountable. And what is it? And up in in uh, Newfoundland, it's the Parenting Act. Remember, it's always some sort of an act, but always what is in there with it is the rules of civil procedure in Canada. So you drill down on that. You attack the jurisdiction. Remember, that's the control of that court. That's the first thing you always do if you're if you're in these court systems and they're chewing you up you challenge the jurisdiction you say this is the wrong jurisdiction this is this a legal proceeding they're say yes they say well i'm not a legal person i'm a i'm a man i'm a woman here and you're applying your codes your rules your acts be it be the print the family act or whatever they're doing to basically create these fees and, and debts that i owe right and see and that's when it's a very complex convoluted situation when you get into children your property because both the mother and father they are your property and you're supposed to share them equally 50 percent but you also have a duty and obligation i'm just saying speaking straight out as a man that i realize people get into hard times but if these are your children that you've brought into this world and god forbid something happens between you and your wife and you split up well you still got to be a man. You still got to respect those children. You still got to provide some income for them to help them support them, right? That's just the basic, you know, duty you have to your children. And, uh, but it's a very complicated thing. So maybe we can do another show on the family side of it, but learn who you are, attack in their records. If you're in the courts right now, attack the acts or statutes. You're going to see it written, written in all their communications, right? This is falling under such and such rule or whatever. Drill down on it and say, hey, you're playing all these rules and codes in that to me sections. Who wrote that? Because my name's not on it. You're applying this to me. There's a false presumption before this court, and I need to correct the jurisdiction. You put everything in writing to them, and you hold that man or woman's feet to the fire. Remember, you ask that man or woman wearing the robe, say, I require your name for my records. As soon as I say that, they say, my name is, for example, John Smith. I say, thank you, John. And I call him John for the rest of the time that I'm there. And the other side is nervous as hell. They're like, Jesus, he's calling this judge his first name the whole time. That's right, because he's not a judge of me. He's my public servant. See, and they know that. And they when they see a man or a woman appear in front of them and speak correctly, oh, believe me, they try and force you and intimidate you. But once they see, uh-oh, I've got a man or woman in front of me here, it's a game changer. So all I can say is be patient with yourself, love yourself, do the research right now, because I know there's enormous amount of wrong and harm that's occurring out there in our courts, from family court to taxation to you name it. We are all being attacked and the, the enemy is ignorance, and that's why what our conversation here today will hopefully start to bring a light forward into people's hearts, minds, and soul to see that there is a very powerful truth that's coming forward, and all of us can simply understand it and act upon it. I just want to kind of have a quick question is, if you're a company, because if you're setting up a company, how does this work regarding companies? You just don't register it. Right? That's the key. You don't register. When you register a company, you're turning over jurisdiction. So go ahead and create a company. Right? Call your company, whatever, right? Uh, you know, Bob's, you know, uh, tailor shop or something, whatever you're going to be doing and just operate your, your business as if you're interacting with your fellow man and woman all the time. Don't get caught up in the legal realm, right? You can still create that company. You can say, you, you know, you can, uh, you know, the banks, that's where it gets a little bit, uh, Again, see that everything comes down to the banks, right? That's where that problem is because they want you to use that all capital name. But you can still, you know, register a limited company or whatever. But again, you can still have your contracts private between the two of you because just because you register yourself as a corporation doesn't all of a sudden doesn't all of a sudden bring your property. Remember, your creation, which you created that company, that is now not all of a sudden just because you've registered it under the auspice of the service corporations, taxations, demands, codes, rules, or statutes. You can still attack them saying, wait a minute. Yes, I've registered. This is my corporation that I'm working under, but 
I'm not bound by these codes, rules, or statutes, and you write a letter to them. If you believe this is true, then let's have this out now, right? Provide me the evidence upon which you rely, and they're not going to be able to provide it, Roy. And when they don't provide us like me with all my all caps named, they've been trying to come after me for eight years for taxation, right? That I never owed them. They just, they've left me alone, right? Because they know that there is no court. That's how Carl, I talk about Carl a lot. Carl came up to Canada. They still say this lastly, Carl came up to Canada many times over the years. They stopped him a couple of years ago. They locked him up. They threw him in jail for 12 hours, not because he broke the law, not because he did anything, but because he was kicking the crap out of the bar. He went into British Columbia again, and there was 120 something cases of taxation where they were going after people. And Carl simply put once two sentences into the court, when will the plaintiff appear? And when, when will the plaintiff press the record? Well, who's the plaintiff? The CRA, the Canadian Revenue Agency. Well, that's a fiction. It can't speak. It doesn't have voice, right? As soon as he put that into the court, the Crown withdrew all the charges. They say we're going to stay anything. And it never went back to it. So that's why you have to understand the game that's being played. And the bar is terrified. Don't kid yourself. You know, we're going to see a lot of darkness still before the light comes. But when this light comes, look out. And with people like you out there that are bringing these truths, and I know you're all working in your various countries, we're going to get this done. We really are. And you have to write that book because you have a great way of explaining it. I've listened to a load of people that are talking about common law. And to be honest with you, this is the best conversation I've ever had. Yeah, it's simple. Like I say, when truth is present, it should be common sense. That was the big challenge for me, right? I was an engineer, technical guy, and I had all this knowledge and information across the board. I did not just common law, okay? I got a full education of finding out what the hell is going on in this world and off world. I don't get into that stuff, but... This was the ultimate, the solution I came to. And that's been my biggest challenge is making it very simple for your fellow man and woman to understand. And I believe our conversation today has helped begin that process. And they will find more of that on my website. They will find more of that in all my live streams three times a week. Go back and start on my August 1st live stream. That's the first one I did. It was only doing one a week. And now I'm doing three, which began in January. And you will get a, an enormous education you're going to see in real time cases and court work and people that I bring in and, and recently the COVID lie and the virus stuff, the doctors are coming to me now. Why? Because the doctors realize they don't require a license. See, this is a big thing. So Dr. Andrew Koff was on there night. He relinquished his doctor's license. He has nothing to do with them. And now he's operating in his private capacity. So people are coming to him and now the boards, they can't come after him saying you can't give him any uh, natural treatments that are outside of the cancer protocols like chemotherapy or, or surgery, right? He's doing everything and he's helping people and he's not under attack at all. Why? Because he relinquished his license. He understands who he is. So that's as simple as it needs to be people. And I'm more than happy to come back again and speak with everyone, oh, yeah, but there's a lot of people. I would love that. Yeah. Please. Yeah. It was brilliant yeah. because yeah. there's an international, every country, um, What's the word? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, the flags are, are square. It's not a cube. All yeah. the flags are squares, and all squares flag are com are companies. Yep. And there's yep. only one square, I think, or one cube, and this was Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. And this yep. we just so have to change the relationship with these people. Remember, I the people that work in government. There's a lot of great people. They're just doing their jobs, but they're ignorant. They don't have these truths that we've been talking about here today. When I say the word ignorant, I'm not trying to belittle them. It's a fact. I was ignorant all my life until about 15, 20, almost 20 years ago. And it was because as you find people that are at the forefront of this, something horrific has happened to them. And I'm the type of man that when something happens to me and affects my family like this, the people that I love and care so much about, I'm going to come after you, whoever did it, and I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm going to do it lawfully. And it's just taken me 21 years to do it. But now I'm finally here and this truth that I've been given is now to be given to the world because it's the exact same trespass that happened to me. It's the exact same solution for everybody moving forward, understanding. And this conversation, once we take this out to the masses, oh, 
these courts, these our courthouses are our public courthouses are finally going to be restored, and we're going to do something in this world that's never happened in well over a few thousand years. We're actually going to be free, and that's going to be a beautiful time. So I thank everybody so much for today. Thank you so much, Christopher, and uh, comments from your followers keep uh, keep coming. And as I said in the email, it was meant to be that you will be our guest today, and I thank you. Marvelous. Well, I thank you. God bless all of you. And I hope we can do this again soon because there's a lot of truth coming out right now. Yeah. And uh, th like I say to everybody, the common law was the vehicle that I created to do this enormous wrong and harm that happened to my family. But now I recognize what it means to our world. But the first thing, the first thing that we have to attack collectively is the lie surrounding COVID-19. We've got to bring out into the world that there is no virus. That is the simplicity of it. There is no virus that they've actually found. So if there is no virus, then what is all this other stuff that's being put over top of it? See, that's the beauty of truth. It's like when truth is present, very few words are required. And that's the Achilles heel. Just like the unlawful trespass that happens when we're born, when people understand that, all these legal courts are going to stop against the people. And then it's going to be restored to common law. And it's just a matter of numbers. We're going to get them up, but we've got a battle against the mainstream media, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I would like to comment this because this is very interesting. In, in Austria, in Vienna, there was a, a court who says that the PCR test is not, um, is not, it does not work for, um, for uh, anything. Yeah, for anything. For, for anything. anything. It's all fraud. And this is, this is proven and this, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this decision is done. But at the, at the same time, 60 kilometers away from me, the the military controls a district in Austria, and you cannot leave this district without negative PCR test. Yeah. At the same time, although the, the court in Vienna has said it's rubbish, it's unbelievable what's going on. Yep. And that's why this truth that we've talked about here today is so important. No one's, we're not going to be able to protect ourselves and our loved ones and stand together shoulder to shoulder and ride out and face this evil. Remember all of this theater that the military is doing, it's all controlled by the central banks. They've got control of all the militaries. When you listen to John F. K's speech from 1963 he tells you they've got military, they've got financial, they owned all the media. They've got the court systems. They've got the political, they've got the entire arena locked down except for one place, that public courthouse. When the people access it in the correct capacity and move a claim, not a complaint, a claim trumps a complaint. Remember, you don't use any of their legal stuff. That is when the rubber hits the road. And it's those four questions I've said to you all here. It's really the three. It's really two. Any man or woman that's trying to put dictates on you, either he's going to claim your property or you got a contract with them. And if none of those two things exist, then who the hell is this guy working for a service corporation called McDonald's or Tim Hortons or your government? It's the same truth. It's the same fact in law. And that's what the bar is terrified of right now. So... We'll get through this, but we've got we've got to find a way to get the, the truth out to the people. And I'll speak 24 hours a day, seven days a week if I have to, to do that. So I extend that to all of you. If you need me to come on any other further shows, I'm here to share this truth with you. It's not about my opinions. It's a truth. I'm showing the mirror. I'm holding it up to everybody in law enforcement, the judiciary, the lawyers, everybody. We've all been lied to, and we have a duty to each other to correct this record. We've got the truth now. We cannot look into it as it's some conspiracy theory. It's all been vetted. It's all been evidenced. Let's correct this at our public courthouse, and then let's hold these people accountable that have caused massive genocide and terrorism in our world with this whole COVID theater. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you so much. If you like this stream, please share it. Go to warriorcalls.com. Thank you, Christopher James. God bless. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chris.